Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi. I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment, food as sport, food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. Our guest today is Michelle Stafford. Michelle is an Emmy Award-winning actress and mother of two. Today, she shares some things with us. that she hasn't ever discussed publicly before. Michelle Stafford, welcome to American Glut. Hello. Yeah, you are in the hot seat. We are going to ask you all the things about all the things. Okay. I'm going to answer all the things. I have one question to get out of the oh, way. Oh, good, good. How do you feel about the word chicks? I'm okay with it. Are right. you not okay with it, Paige? No, I am. We've Some been, yeah, we've yeah. been talking about it just because it's something on the very first episode. I think I said yeah. we want chicks to listen to this. Yeah, oh, I have daughters. Yeah. yeah, and then I had to really look at would I call my daughters chicks? No, they're well, not chicks. Chicks, I think of as like a cool gal, cool broad. Yeah, me too. I think it's like the vibe in which you're saying chicks. Like, of course, you you wouldn't refer to your daughters as no, chicks. I probably wouldn't refer to my wife as a chick. No, <laughs> but like, but I don't mean anything bad by it. No, but so if you said like I'm not cool with that, I feel demeaned. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we got a cool chick on tonight. Oh no, I'm a cool chick. Okay, see, <laughs> so we have a pass on the word chicks yeah. for today. I think yeah, so. that's all right. We might I, get that card revoked, but for today, I do good. think that some women have a problem. I don't know where it comes from because it was never derogatory, was it? Chicks. I don't think of it as a derogatory word. Dolls. Remember back in the day. Dolls, dolls. a good one. Hey, doll. I yeah. do feel weird though when like I have a workman at my house and he goes, "Okay, doll." I'm like, "Oh, yo." I mean, we haven't earned that. Right. And I it, don't know why I call a workman because I did have a workman who called me doll. He called you doll. Yeah. Was he like a a '50s rockabilly guy? <laughs> 
<laughs> it would be okay if he was. He wasn't. He was like a 50-year-old um, dude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That I didn't know very much, very well. Yeah. Right? It's so, awfully for, so, like, informal. Yeah, it was a little weird. Um, and then there are just people who call me other names, and that's okay if it's if it fits. Okay. Okay, we don't have to get into those. <laughs> but I, w- I will draw the line at doll, and I will not be calling you doll. Okay, good. But we got a cool chick on named Michelle Stafford. It would be so weird if Ethan called me doll. It would be really weird, and it would be so a problem strange. in my marriage, yeah, I think. Totally. Paige oh would have to yell at me mm-hmm. and then tell on me, and then Brandy would listen to this. It would be a disaster. Yeah. She'd be like, um. What's happening what's there? What's like with this <laughs> new thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I have been baffled time and again by the fact that people I perceive to have no issue with weight or their bodies have all the issues that, not necessarily the same issues as me, but all they have their own set of issues yeah. that I am find to be very interesting and and I can relate to them and I think other people can relate to them. Yeah. So I look at you and just from my point of view, I go, she's got to figure it out. <laughs> she can't have, there's no, what she's not working. I mean, you've always looked the way you look to me. So I, yeah. that's just what I go. But I want to hear from you What's what's happening? What do you eat? What do you think about eating? What's I want the minutia of is it a mindless state of existence? You know, you're in Hollywood. Do you feel exterior pressure about the way you look? Like I want to hear all of that. Yeah, well, I was talking to Paige the other night and I was saying, you know, cuz I have been up and down. I've been as Oh, my weight has been as low as 105 or 102, actually, at five, eight and a half, right? And as high as like 178, right? With the same, um, for lack of a better word, neuroses okay. about it, right? And um, and I, I had posted, because I only have like two large pictures, right? And one just of my face and one... Uh, against a wall <laughs> and um of my my whole body and i post i found the the full one uh like last year or something i posted it on instagram and i got i didn't get a lot but i got like 25% saying you look great you're healthy you know you're too skinny now you look great and you know it's interesting kind of the world we live in, like, don't fat shame and the whole deal. Like, I I wasn't healthy. And because, you know, like getting up in the middle of the night and making brownies, like secretively, right? I was 16 at the time when I was at my largest. And, and you know, making them and then closing all the doors so nobody smells it and catches me. And then, and then eating the whole tray, and then cleaning it and put it, that's not like a healthy way to be. Right. You know, if I was just eating too many, too much broccoli or something, maybe, but I don't even think I'd get that big. Yeah. Um. So, so I've had like 
all types of eating disorders, which is so bizarre for me to talk about because I've never, like Paige knows, and we put it into the Stafford Project, the web series that we did, that we gave it to one of the characters that she chewed food and she'd spit it out and like hide it in the room. We gave it to Finola's character, right? And, you know, like when you, when you write something together, you're very like open about everything because you're just trying to come up with stuff, right? Sure. And um, so I said, you know, I, I used to do this where I I chew food and spit it out. It was like I don't I don't know anyone else who really does this. I mean, it's certainly not something you bring up at a party. Yeah. <laughs> now is that I, I, I'm I'm asking this seriously. I don't know. Is that a form of bulimia or bulimia? You have to swallow it. I think like bulimia, you have to, oh God, am I just, am I going to get fired? I don't know, but you want to, <laughs> should we Google yeah, that and find out? Wait, am I going to get fired from no. my job? No. Okay, good. That's well, I, I all mean, I really care about. I mean, you're just being honest about your experiences. Well, yeah, this is something I mean, you it's just in your past. Right. And it's something I, like the whole evolution of me through is like, that's why I wanted to come because I was so turned on by the idea of this. Oh my God, I have so much to say too. I was so turned on that I thought, you know, there's such an evolution and I've come to, um, you know, a real healthy way of being. Right. You know, but, but, but nobody, nobody really sees that just like you. Right. They think, oh, well, you've always been thin and been in shape. So you never had a problem. And, and I had a million of them regarding food. Like you were talking about your relationship with food. And it's, for me, it's very similar. Like for you, I think you were talking with Kevin about going and getting, going to Jack in the Box and getting the burgers and the fries. Like I, I did the same thing. Right. And just didn't swallow it. And I was kind of, I was listening to that. I was like, God, you know, Ethan's whole deal was a little, like more sane than, <laughs> you know, that's if we're, a very nice thing to say, but, but it's like a normal thing to want to eat the burger. Yeah. Like I'm sitting there, I'm going to, you know, yummy donuts or whatever and sitting there and ordering 24, like two dozen donuts and chewing them all in the car, like driving somewhere and hiding like some park and chewing them all in the car and spitting them out. It's like, it's a bizarre—I mean, I look at it, and I'm like, that's bizarre. I mean, it's so nice that you say mine was more sane. I want your disorder. I want a spit bucket, and I'm just eating whatever I want and, like, only swallowing the protein. Yeah. I, I, that sounds like a fantastic thing. Is it bulimia? So it's it can be— Oh, uh, it's actually in Google? Well, yeah, so on Google, it talks wow. about— um, something called chew and spit as its own eating disorder. Okay. Um, and it also talks about people who have bulimia can do this and people who have anorexia can do it. Right. So I think it's something that, you know, probably can be defined many ways, but it can be it's, for you seem like it was its own thing. However yeah, you want to classify it, like, it it's definitely... It was my own. I mean, yeah. I felt like I created it. Yeah. And... <laughs> I think and, that's what we, we feel like we take on these things and we feel like this is only unique to me and it's hard to talk about because you would never talk about yeah it right i would never have ever. sat down 20 years ago and said i'm gonna go get three 
ultimate cheeseburgers after this? Of course not. Never. Yeah, of course not. Like, uh, But I, I think at one point while doing this or maybe shortly after doing it, I had read there was a time period where this was very popular uh, in the with the rich okay to sit there and they were it was open like they'd have buckets and they'd all party and they, like spit everything out and it was I don't know in like the 1600s or right some some time long ago well they had vomitoriums in Rome yeah. where yeah. they would have a huge feast and they would eat to the point that they made themselves sick they would throw up and then they would eat some more like yeah. that was a thing they had they were the you know the aristocracy of Rome had so much food that they could do that yeah i i actually tried that when i was at my largest cuz i didn't know how much i weighed i i knew i was getting bigger um, around the time where of, of taking that one picture, right? I know I was getting bigger, and then I just I didn't go on the scale because you don't you don't want to do that. <laughs> want to go on the scale, and so but my pants were like ripping at the same. So I just buy like bigger sweatshirts and put the bigger sweatshirt on, and I just got larger and larger. And um, somebody had I had found out about like throwing up, and I was like, awesome. This, like, to me, like, nothing was better than uh, getting to eat, like, anything I want, like a whole pizza. Right. Like, to me, nothing was cooler than that. Yeah. And then throwing it up. And I I don't have much of a gag reflex. Like, I don't—it's hard for me, and I actually don't like the feeling. So I really tried, and I couldn't throw up. And then one of my friends, I think she said, no, you have to eat, like— pizzas and then you have to have like fried chicken and you have to like have biscuits. You have to eat a lot. And I was like, God, nothing is cooler than than this. Right. You know, with no idea that of course you're really harming your body. And um like you don't care about that. Especially like when you do drugs, you don't yeah, it's like I, you're not thinking of that, right? And and um and it was not a like drugs were not a part of this. It was just just eating, yeah. just wanting to eat whatever. And um, like the idea of eating healthy or eating broccoli or celery is abhorrent to me. I didn't want to live like that. I wanted to keep on eating what I wanted to eat yeah. and donuts and Twinkies. And um, it's funny that I said Twinkies, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean all it's the certainly, yes, it's not something on my list of go-to <laughs> foods. It was, it was a go-to food. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I remember like eating a bunch of things and I, had, I think I had biscuits and I had two pizzas and I had donuts and I still couldn't throw up. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just like, fuck, what? No. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine so you were unable to unable to do it. That. So yeah. So then, did you go back to spitting? Uh, yeah, I did it for years. Yeah, I mean, I really did it for years, and um, you know, because there for me, there is um, and still, really, there's like a euphoria to eating without food. swallowing it, just um, feeling it in your mouth, tasting it. Yeah, it was enough. Like I would have rather ate the whole thing, sure. but I knew that, you know, I'd be like 400 pounds right. with what I was eating. Right. Yeah. And, but there is like, there's a, a you, there's like, uh, after you eat, like, 
uh, apple fritter or and, something. And you could right? get that without uh-huh. s- without swallowing. Yeah. Air. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like the truth is, you know, once you actually put something in your mouth, your body and the and is changing to digest this food. Right. So like the acids are going into your stomach and then your intestines are, you know, your body is actually preparing to digest something. And if you don't give it something, you end up really screwing up your body and ulcers or whatever you would get. Right. You know? Yeah. I read about a test that they did with cyclists who would uh, drink a, a artificially sweetened thing with no carbohydrates in it. And they would get an insulin response simply because their body was preparing yeah. for the, the sugar to hit. Yeah. Whether the sugar hit or not. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that, that might be true. Like, yeah. I think no, oh, it's totally true. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's already, it's already preparing to, to do its job and you're not giving it anything. I mean, I'm sure I swallowed something. Sure. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yes, Paige. You've been in entertainment a long time, right? So like you were modeling when you were a teenager. Or early twenties? Uh, uh, sure. A teenager. A teenager, let's say. So doing this, and I don't know exactly when you started doing it, but where you do, you know, you're, let's call it self-discipline for a second to not swallow the food because you don't want to be larger, you said. And is that because of work? You're like, I can't oh, yeah. do this. Yeah. It's because of definitely. And it was also like, uh, there's, I really still don't know. Like, I think that a shrink would just have a field day with it. Right. Like, I, I don't know why I did it. I, I don't, there, wait, I'll rephrase. I. I didn't do it because I had some issue that I was trying to fit. I just, I just wanted to eat. Right. And I was kind of pissed off that I couldn't. Right. Are you crying? No. (laughs) (laughs) It'll take a little more. (laughs) No. I thought crying. like she, I thought she was like caring for me yeah. for a second. No. Like, a and I was like, that's so beautiful. I do care for you, but I'm not crying. <laughs> um, I'm not going to cry either. You can cry. No. Okay. Somebody's got to cry. <laughs> Let's make Michelle the first person who yeah. cries. I'm a really blood. easy cry. Um, but yeah, I just wanted, I, I wanted to eat. Like when I was younger, I could eat anything and I didn't gain any weight. And then like, I guess hormone, uh, hormones hit and then that doesn't happen anymore. And then you start like your body changes, but I just wanted to keep on, you know, eating a bunch of donuts and Twinkies and ding dongs or whatever I was eating. And, um, like super juvenile food. Like I wasn't like having a whole steak and dinner. Right. It was always like bad food. Twinkies. Yeah. Twinkies. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. But you said that you are in a really healthy place right now. I yeah. got to assume you're not doing that now. Yeah. Yeah. So what what did you oh, find God. to to fill that void? I I, I knew you were going to ask that, right? And I wanted to talk about that because you I mean, you can't have a show where I'm still doing this and then I go, right? Well, or we could. Um, I mean, if you're <laughs> still doing that, you could tell us and we could talk about that. Yeah. Um no, it, it's um I think that like I start, I knew it was weird because like I would, I was telling Paige's story. Like I lived in Japan. I'd get, I'd wake up at six to go to this certain grocery store that had this certain type of donut. And I, I like travel on the subway for like 45 minutes to get these donuts. Uh, I'd get like 
again, two or three dozen. And then I'd eat them on the way home. And like, I was really ambitious. But like, not I'm, actually Yeah, exactly. Them, not right. consume them. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I knew this was weird. Like I knew it was weird. And I, like, I just started um, just trying to fix it. And, and I think that I don't really remember if there was a day, but I think like things just got better in my life because the, where it came from was that euphoria that obviously I wasn't finding it anywhere else, you know? Right. And and I think that this is very true for people who eat a lot and overeat or whatever you want to call it. I think it's like, it's filling something. It's um, giving you something that, that you want um, in my case, it was doing that. It was giving me like um, a happiness and like this fake euphoria that I was looking for. And I, I started uh, finding that in other things. And so, and it was a, a better euphoria. And it was, um, it, it, it was funny because really doing things like this, like be it drugs or uh, like maybe some people like have, use sex uh, or, you know, these are the kind of things that give you a, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about, sure. that feeling. And, um, and I think that if you keep on going for the thing that's kind of giving you the false euphoria that drugs do, because you, you don't stay in that constant state. And with food, when you eat, you eat it and it's like, great. And then like, then you're, you know, like an hour later, you're either full or you feel like a loser or, um, and I'm talking about really overeating. I'm talking about driving, you know, 30 minutes to go get a certain food and spit it. You know, I'm talking about something like this, not just really liking a meal you eat. Sure. Um, but I, I think that, that, um, you you really are. You're looking for that thing. When I started living life and finding it and also continuing, I knew, I think I was smart enough to know that. Um, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, that I would, this was not real. And this, doing this was going to kind of preclude me from really finding like, um, like euphoria right. in, in real things. Yeah. You know, like in, in, you know, like when your child is born and although I don't know how euphoric that was for me, Paige was there with one of them, but, but you I, know, but like I, in your I children or saying. a relationship, yes, if you're like you know? the things that you want to enjoy are losing their luster because you're you're getting it from this thing that is reclusive. I think that there was like kind of one day where I realized that, oh, uh, this thing is stopping me from really living. You know, like in relationships, like the great thing about them and, and really the scary thing about them is, is you're this, you know, the spotlight is on yourself, especially with children. I think I, I, I see horrible things about myself in raising, especially my daughter. Right. But and then, and then you learn from that and yeah. you change, hopefully. I mean, that's, that's, I think the, the beauty of life of, and living it is that you know that you have been an asshole and you are trying to get better and you do things to get better. And I, I just knew that that was like really stopping me from, from living. Right. I wanted to, and it was hard to stop. I I imagine all yeah. of these things that we we develop these habits are hard to stop. But what what do you do today? Like, when did you stop? How old were you when you stopped? I think it was sometime in my twenties. I think in my mid twenties or late twenties. Um, and and it just kind of like slowly became uninteresting to do. Right. It wasn't like one day I'm like I'm not gonna do. It just slowly um, was kind of boring to yeah. do and like a tedious because there's a lot of secrecy with it. Yeah. It's not like I'd sit here with you guys like when you were saying you the go same thing. You got to go out to do something yeah, like that. You know, like I'm parking. <laughs> I'm going, I'm driving to the park and I'm hiding. Like I just didn't have time to do it anymore. Really. I would say there's a lot that I would give no judgment to and just go, well, that's that, that's what that person does. You know, it's got nothing to do with me. But if you were sitting here eating something and spitting it out, we might have to talk about that. And I don't even know that I would judge you, but we would have to talk about well, it. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's like it's it's not pleasing to the eye. Like yeah. no one wants to see someone do that. Yeah. Right. So, oh, my God. So I have never discussed this out loud. This is so weird. I'm like sweating right now. Um, but, but, you know, through that, then I just started working out. And, um, and I, I did work out during this time, too. While I was doing that, like no one would know. I want to ask you. So we went from 16 years old, sneaking downstairs in the middle of the night, baking a pan of, of brownies, actually consuming them all. Yeah. Gaining weight. And then was this 
did you develop this to combat the weight gain? Like, was this a, a, a thing that you started doing because you were heavy in an attempt to thin down? Well, I, I, um, I got thin and when I was about 17 uh-huh. and I did it from, uh, from hearing, um, somebody else said they took, uh, they took a lot of laxatives okay. and they lost weight. Right. So I started doing that and, um, oh God, this is a wild story. And then, um, shortly thereafter I had a brain tumor, right? And so I had brain surgery. And I remember the radiologist coming in and um, saying, do you, do you have a problem with dehydration? Because this kind of tumor is created from intense dehydration. And that's what laxatives do. And I think I had done them for like eight months. Wow. And now I, my parents can never hear this because at the time I had the brain tumor, my father had um, canceled my insurance. So my my mom, oh God, <laughs> the worst daughter. My mom and my stepfather um, paid out of pocket for that entire surgery. Wow. So um, uh, I'm going to be a little lenient on my daughter. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because like nothing. Well, you got uh, something coming to you. Something. I already have it coming to me. But um, so I did get thinner through that so and then that, so that whole when I had the brain yeah when I had the brain tumor and he said that uh I laxatives stopped. were off the yeah, table they were at off that the point. table but were, you were still spitting stuff out no I okay. hadn't done that I was looking obviously for a new thing oh oh so then you had to combat no more laxatives with yeah like what am I going to do I started gaining weight and right. I just thought what am I going to do I, I don't know if I like logically thought about it quite sure honestly. but I but it that, was a progression yeah from I think there. that's what it was and yes and it was I wanted to model at the time and so. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I did. I feel like, I feel like you and your model friends in Milan and Japan could have had little parties where you all spit stuff out. I feel like that's probably not that unusual for models to do. Totally. And if we were open about it, there were probably some other girls doing that. I, when I was in Japan, um, and, and Italy, uh, like heroin was really big. A lot of girls were doing heroin. And that was just not what I wanted to do. Right. And um, I didn't, like, there's a thing about that drug, I think, in particular, where there's a real desire to check out, I I always felt. Right. And, and I didn't, I didn't want that. I just wanted to be happy eating anything I wanted. Yeah. But, I mean... It's not dissimilar. It's no. I mean, I, you know? I, I, I would hope that heroin is worse for you than just spitting out your food. I would hope, but you so. must have been eating something, right? You wouldn't go. Oh yeah, I, I would, would have rice. I would have rice, and um, in Italy, there's this thing that that's a very popular thing for lunch, and it's it's rice with peas and carrots and some other vegetable in it, and that's all I would eat. Right, that's all I would really eat. Right, yeah. So something that's maybe not the most flavorful would be the food you would nourish yourself with. Yeah, there's some. I I think there's some sort of thing like in that combination. There's a protein that's created in your right. body. Yeah, and. So I would have that. I know. I mean, dude, girls, 
girls have it tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Notice I didn't say chicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right. And and a lot of girls were doing heroin when I was in Italy. And then like well, you see yes, them okay, again. But you're in you're in a you're in an industry now yeah. that is all about yeah. being incredibly thin. Insanely thin. Yeah. Thin. Yeah. And you work and also when you're when you work the most, when you're insanely thin, I think like a, a hundred and seven pounds I worked the most. Right. And that's just so underweight for I mean, that was just crazy, but it was, you know, rewarded by getting jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I just started living life. And I mean, it was, it was mainly like I had, uh, when I got into acting, like it was, it was actually really fun to do. And, um, and I felt like I was good at it. Uh, and so, uh, it was, you know, that I think that and then relationships with, you know, gentlemen callers were fun because like I didn't have a lot of gen- gentlemen callers when I was doing that because it it would I would ha- they would have to know right how how do you do that right. like, how do you keep that and then I found that I really liked to be with um a dude <laughs> instead of a donut <laughs> amazing <laughs> what do you do today? And do okay. you still feel yeah. pressure today? Like for I don't feel pressured okay. because I have it under control. Like it's like if I felt pressured, it, it would. But it for me, be, it could be pressure from yourself. But you say you oh, have it under control. Oh, Is there yeah. like what? What? Uh, I I would not dare to guess a girl's weight, but I'm assuming you're at a very you're at a weight you're happy with well now though it's not really about weight it's it's about your ass not falling really like because listen i could be thin but you can be in really bad shape right right and so now it's more about being in shape and now also the the body type that's popular is, you know, the big booty and the small waist and like it's a little bit of a bigger shape. We went through the 90s with that emaciated look being popular. Right. Right. And so I think it's taken some pressure off of girls who felt like they had pressure um, to be thin. But um, I, I think that that to me now, I just want to be in shape. And I, and I actually like my body, my body changed. It's kind of revolted. Like I, I smoked at one time and I really wanted to quit. So, but I, I couldn't. So I was smoking. And then every time I did, I would get a headache. I'd get a migraine. So I just kind of, it kind of fizzled out right. um, because I, it hurt. Right. And, um, and I stopped smoking. Um, and I, and like now if I have too much sugar, I'll, I'll get a migraine. Like it will actually affect me physically if I have a bad diet. Right. Um, I, I don't know why, but it just happens like that. Yeah. And and uh, so so I just started uh, eating good stuff and researching, and especially now I do a lot of research. As I was talking to Paige, I'm writing a book because I sell skincare, right? So I, I'm writing a book about taking care of your skin from the inside out because I just found so many women. Um, are like, oh, Diet Coke is bad, you know, and oh, smoking, I know it's bad for my skin, but, but, you know, really? And, 
And so I just thought, gosh, so many people are so ill-informed. And I started researching and, and it's just, it's fascinating because I had, even till a couple of years ago, a real disconnect with what I put in my body is actually doing something for it. And you have talked about this, right? Yeah. Like I had a real, like I thought, it's okay. I'll have, you know, coffee and chocolate chips for breakfast and it won't do anything. But that's like really setting like, the the tone for your entire well-being that whole day. And there's a really great doctor that I, I have his books and I follow him in social media and he's fantastic. Dr. Mark Hyman, do you mm-hmm. know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he's really incredible. And he had this one thing that he said, you know, whatever you put in your body, you're either, you're either killing it or making it survive. Right. And, and like that is true. Yeah. And and I've done a lot of research on chlorophyll and greens and it's just fascinating fascinating how much vitamin C there is in broccoli that people are like oh, I'm an orange, you know. If you I mean I just wonder if somebody had a diet of greens like how healthy they'd be because it has everything for you. It's just filled with so much good for your body. And the more, the more you have that, I mean, I find that my personality is different. Like if I do have too much, like I have green tea, I have a lot of green tea, right? right? And it does have caffeine with the amount that I have. And, and I do get jaggedy and it does affect my sleep. And so, you know, I just got with all of this till now, as you know, we're talking, it's just I I want to feel good. So as of today, you you exercise, you eat a lot of greens, you drink a lot of green tea. Are you a vegetarian? No. Okay. No, I just have a lot of protein. I, I I'm one of those people now that forgets if I ate, and I always hated those people. <laughs> Paige. Paige is looking at me like, you fuck you. Um, no. Okay. No, I know. I know. I'm, I, I am. I'm that person now. But see, that's why nobody gives me my due respect. That's right. Because they think I've always been that person. And I used to hate that person. I had a roommate that used to get a gallon of ice cream. And back in the day when I was doing this gallon of ice cream, she'd have just a couple tablespoons and she'd be fine because she'd have something sweet for she'd go to sleep. And so the next day I would eat the whole gallon. You know, well, I wouldn't eat it. I'd eat it and spit it out. Right? right. And I would eat it. But then I'd be like, oh, I got to replenish that. I can't. She can't know. So I'd go to the store. I'd, I'd get the gallon, but then I'd take out the two scoops. Covering your trails. Dude. <laughs> I take out the two scoops and I did, and I kept on doing this for like a month and it had to, I think one time I couldn't find the ice cream, the exact ice cream. And I, it was like, Oh oh God, you know? And I think I spent like all day looking for it, the exact ice cream. But, um, but yeah, I hated those people who just were like fine having a couple bites. Yeah. But okay. But listen, I think I'm coming to see that those people don't actually exist. Like, I bet your friend who was just eating the two scoops was doing something else you don't know about that is as much of a thing. Yeah, probably. I mean, listen, I don't know. I I thought everybody 
was that person until I started doing this. And now everybody I talk to is like, you know what I, here's my diet. Here's what I do. And I'm like, why are you on a diet? You don't, you don't need to be on a diet. You look fine. I've never seen you worry about food once and come to find out everybody is thinking about food. Yeah. I think that, well, a good like 95%. Yeah. Right. And then the people who aren't thinking, who are, who are, you know, uh, unconscious to it are getting really big. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I, but I, um, I, I find that a lot more dudes have it than not. Like my dad at his age, like he, he'll in the morning, he'll get up and he won't eat until two an apple. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of weird, Dad. I said, are you doing the intermittent fasting? And he said, mm, no, I just, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, you got to be an apple at two. He's got to be hungry. Yeah, I don't think my dad really <laughs> eats much in the day either. And he asked me recently to recommend a nutritionist. And I was like, what do you need a nutritionist for? Like, I'll tell you what to eat. And he was like, no, no, I need to. They need to really he know what they're talking about. Yeah, wants nothing from me, just wants a nutritionist. And I'm That's like, so you know, again, a guy who doesn't need to lose weight, but no. people are concerned. Yeah, people well, they are, want to be healthy too. Because did did you come to the point where like, oh, man, I got to stay alive for my kids? Yeah, that was for sure part of it. But I started prior to really having kids. I guess I yeah. had stepkids when I began. Right, right who were very, very little. Um, but I think when they were three and five, my urge to live for them was not, didn't really develop for a few years. Um, yeah, I don't know. And you have two kids. Yeah. So how do you, having gone through what you've gone through, and this is a question could be for you too, Ethan, it's like, how do you set a good example for your kids on food? You know what I mean? Because obviously... You know, you know, I'm a busy mom like the rest. You know, there's a really great company, and it's my friend's company, um, Yummy Spoonfuls, and it's specifically for this, like, really busy moms, and it's organic and natural food, and it's frozen, and it's specifically for children. And my friend created this company, Agatha Chindu. And um, so a lot of times, like, I'll throw that on, and then I'll, like, get the salmon and chop it up. But you know, I, I try to do that. I don't always do it. And it's, it's, you know, uh, we're ordering food in, you know, I, I try, I try. Yeah. Um, it's not a really great answer to your question. Is it, it really isn't. I know, but, um, I, I, I don't know. They, they see, I work out, I exercise and they see me do it, you know? So I think that, you know, it's their environment. I told my youngest kids from the time they were babies that McDonald's was poison. And then we were skiing and I don't ski. So I was watching my family ski and the little kids wanted lunch. And we went into, you know, at the ski, whatever the hell it's called. There's a food place with an insane line. And I was like, forget it. We're driving down the hill to get food. Everywhere was massive lines yeah except the mcdonald's 
and I pulled into the McDonald's and they went rigid and were like, you're going to poison us. And they were so upset. Um, So I made that mistake. Yeah. I have that. I did that with my daughter with soda because soda is really bad for your body. And um, I did that with soda and I said, that is a product of the Antichrist. So, and my nephew, I did that with my nephew too, my nephew too. But every now and then I let him have a Sprite or a root beer every now and then. Oh, you're doing some satanic shit. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I just feel like it, it's weird if you do know you can't, but I am doing that with my daughter with boyfriends okay. because she's 10 right. and this boy asked to be her boyfriend and I'm like, no, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend because I think it's ridiculous. And I think. It's a little young. Yeah. I mean, I think in this day and age, they're actually doing things, you know, with the, with social media. So I said, no, you can't have a boyfriend. So now, of course, she hides things from me. Right. So I, you don't want to do that. You don't want to say they can't just let them like decide to have it or not. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not like super weird with food, you know, and you'd think that I would be like, I'm not like the, the ex smoker that now has signs all over their house saying, do not smoke here. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of chill about it because it wasn't really about food. It was about like that, like wanting that thing. Right. You know, it was about the power over how you feel. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what we're finding more and more is people are turning to things, substances, food, sugar, whatever it is. Because they can control something. Yeah. And they have power over it. Yeah. I just think that I got bored of it. I, I, honestly, I mean, there's, it, it does, it's not so glamorous, right? My, how it changed, but I just think like, you know, to like sit there and eat and spit it out, like, that takes some time. Right? Like, we got other things to do in life. Yeah. And I think it was more like that. I I mean, I wish I I listened to myself and I think, well, that's a shit answer. But but, but really, like, I just kind of like, how long can you do that? Um, you got other things going on in life. If you want to, like, live, you can't. You just, it, it it doesn't fit into really any lifestyle except a lifestyle of, sitting at home in front of a TV, which is, I can't do it. And well, most people on the planet can't either unless they're independently wealthy, you know? Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. But that, I mean, to to anybody who has a, an obsession with something, looking for it to go away um, is not, I don't think it is 100% realistic. I think that you might transfer it to other things, um, you know, uh, like ex-smokers or chew gum or or whatever. But then eventually, it, at, with time, I think, just in, from having friends that have things, um, I think it just dissipates and you just, your, your life becomes bigger and you just start living life, you know, yeah. and creating more of a life. And you don't really have time for for like a self-involved kind of shit anymore, right? But still, I'm like, I want to eat chocolate cake for breakfast. Mm -hmm. I still do. Yeah. But I don't. I think eventually you got to grow out of that. Like if 
same with drugs. Like eventually you've got to stop or you either do that or you die. Right. It's, there's no other way. And I think it's, I don't know if you die doing that, but I think you, you harm your body. You, you definitely harm your body. Yeah. You know, and your teeth and, you know, whatever. It's just, and, and the secrecy that's connected with it is not a way to live. You know, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I, I think the secrecy is a big part of it. You know, I think there's certainly, uh, something to privacy, but I think privacy and secrecy are different when we're <laughs> compelled to be secret or yeah. secretive and we're compelled to not let people know what we're doing. I think that that's a good place to start questioning what we're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not advocating compulsion. for total transparency or anything like that. You can be private if you want. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I know for me, pretty much everything that I'm compelled to hide is probably not the thing that's going to lead me to whatever goal I'm after. Right. Yeah. And it is the compulsion to do it. Right. I mean, that's the thing. If you're if you're not comfortable doing it in front of like Paige, then you probably. I mean, there's certainly <laughs> lots of things I wouldn't be comfortable doing in front of Paige, but I think that the majority of them I would be willing to tell her about. You right. know, right? I could tell you anything. Yeah, most people can tell me anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Thank you for coming, Michelle. dude. Oh my god. Yeah. Thanks for sharing this with us. Yeah, no, we're definitely advocating for people to um, overcome anything that they are doing compulsively. Yeah. You know, I think that's what we're we're about here. And, and I thank you for sharing your story because that's a thing I'd never even heard of. I mean, I've had to do it for work when you've like got a scene where you're eating something and you got to shoot it 50 times you're not going to do that yeah i've never ever once considered doing that because you know what i mean for dietary purposes so i think that's wild yeah yeah it's wild yeah and i know we joked a lot throughout this but you did overcome this you know what i mean you Mm -hmm. you you did make it through that and it's been a really long time that, since you've done that. Yeah. You know, so yeah, for people listening who might Not that be, long. I was in my 20s. <laughs> right, right. Sorry. Not to say that you're a... You're I mean, <laughs> way back five years ago. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, for people, people, you've never heard of that. I hadn't I heard of it. I that until, you didn't hear of yeah, it. But there's plenty of things people do that they don't feel great about. And then, you know, knowing that oh, yeah. you can get through that and get yeah. to a place where you have a healthy relationship with whatever that is, is, yeah. is good. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get fired. Oh, that's so. good. I hope you don't. It'll be tough okay, getting guests. It. It'll be tough getting guests if they start getting fired. <laughs> if they start getting fired at their yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. No, I think oh. if anything, somebody will hear this and relate to it and it will be helpful. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. And now we will answer some emails that we received at AmericanGlutton.net. Hugo writes, Seeing as you've been dieting for over 18 years and through all the ups and downs, any tips on how to get back on track after a huge setback? Yes, Hugo. And I will say that in relative terms to doing anything that takes a long period of time and once you arrive at the destination and you can look back and go like, wow, that 
that was so easy. That didn't take much time at all. The second time going on uh, that journey can be quite a bit more grating. And, and in the middle of it, it can seem like much harder, much longer. And I think this is because we have previously achieved reaching the goal or the destination, as it were. And so it, it is definitely harder to do a second, third, fourth time. And this is kind of the trouble with yo-yo dieting is every time you do it, it becomes harder. And it, and it actually does become literally physiologically harder for your body. Your body will try to become uh, more efficient at holding on to excess fat. And so you're fighting against that too. So obviously the best thing to do is to just do it once uh, or, or, you know, the, the best thing to do is not have to do it. Right. And then if we have to, if we have to do something like this, then to do it once. And um, I unfortunately had to do it a few times, more than a few times. And, uh, and it does get harder and harder and harder. I would say that to be aware of that, because if you're surprised by it, that could complicate things. So be aware that, um, that it might seem harder on, on your second or third trip down this road. Uh, and then just practice everything you practiced on the first ones, which is, you know, determination and diligence and getting yourself through the moments where it seems impossible. They're not impossible. I, be I believe literally talk yourself through those moments. Thanks for the question, Hugo. I hope that was helpful. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.